morning, everyone. Hey, listen, I am just going to take a stab at it this morning and say that at some kind of fundamental level, um, there's something true of every single one of us here. And what I believe that is, is that at some fundamental level, all of us just kind of at some point want to be accepted and fit in. Um, And I find that ironic, even in this day and age where people pride themselves on their uniqueness. But I find that even when people are unique and intentionally out of the norm, they still want it to be celebrated and accepted by others. Uh, Are you kind of with me on this? Uh, Because I think for every single one of us, as conventional or, or out of the box as we appear to be and put ourselves forward to be, we really just want other people to accept us and we want to fit in. But the more that I look at it, the more that I see that Jesus was different. When I read the stories of Jesus, I see someone who was not afraid to stand alone, even if it cost him. I see someone who, who wasn't afraid to be known by, by, by certain beliefs and certain practices and certain ways and certain characteristics, right? He wasn't afraid to be known in a certain way, even if it cost him. Cost him his friends, cost him his safety, cost him his popularity, cost him his movement. He was fundamentally Different, and he wasn't countercultural because countercultural assumes that you're looking at the culture and still being driven by the culture to be the opposite. He just didn't seem to care at all, or if he cared, he certainly didn't let it affect him. He was someone who seemed to have a sense of poise in himself, a sense of self-awareness and confidence that gave him a sense of security about himself, even when everyone else was saying something different or going different ways or pressuring him to conform. He seemed to have a sense of purpose, a sense of drive and destiny and mission that formed him rather than the trends and waves and movements of the people around him, both those on the greater scene and those closest to him. He lived with this kind of like unique allegiance to God. This this, this allegiance to God that, that said, you know, I don't really care what else is going on. I'm connected to him and that's what matters to me. And it seems that for him, it affected Everything and fundamentally made him different. And he was both loved and hated for it. People were attracted to this because there's very few people in this world that are fundamentally, truly different. And people swarmed to him and surrounded by themselves were captivated by him because there was something so different about him. And it was the same differences that caused others to hate him because he was a threat. Because when someone is different and confident in being different and you know that you can't get at that, that is a person to be reckoned with. And they feared him. And it made Jesus what... Uh, is continually heralded through, through even all the secular media channels today as the most influential, important person who's ever lived. It's fascinating. You could look, look at these things out of like Time or, or other magazines like Newsweek and things like that when they write like the, the, the world's most 50 influential people like of all time. 
And I guarantee you, Jesus is always at the top. And even every now and then when Muhammad flirts with that thing, it's fascinating to me that even Muhammad is derivative from Jesus. And you look at three and four and five people like Paul and Luther, all of them fundamentally shaped by this man who was different. Yeah, Jesus was different. And he invites us to be like him and to be different too. Now, I want to share with you three ways he goes about describing what this means and what this looks like. Jesus, in this one place, in this one teaching, he uses three metaphors, back to back to back. He talks about finding a narrow way and going through a small cramped door as opposed to taking an easier way that's more easily accessible. He'll talk about trees that actually produce something because they're different as opposed to all the other trees that do nothing more than just kind of drop leaves on your lawn. He talks about building and taking the time to deal with the unseen and set foundations rather than just trying to do it in a hurry and slapping something up. Listen to what he has to say. Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate, and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few, only a few are different, only a few find it. Watch out for false prophets, he says. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they're, they're ferocious wolves. By their fruit you will recognize them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or, or figs from thistles? Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, by their fruit, you will recognize them. Not everyone, get this, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. No, but only those who are different. Only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and perform many miracles and then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who builds his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, the wind blew. It beat against that house, but it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice, who is not different is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, the wind blew and beat against that house and it fell with a crash. It even says this, now when Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching because he taught as one who had authority, not as their teachers of the law, because there was something about him that was different. Jesus was different. And he invites us 
to be different too. And now I want to share with you how. Because it doesn't just leave it as an idea. And what I want to do for you these next few moments is just give you a window into how Jesus teaches his disciples, his people, his followers, those who claim his name and want to be like him, how to be different too. It says this, that when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and he sat down And his disciples, his followers, they came to him and he began to teach them. And he began to teach them saying things like this. Blessed are those who have so much to offer. Blessed are those whose lives are enriched by an inner quality, right? By those who are filled to the brim inside. Blessed are those, right? No, no, he doesn't say that at all. He says something different. He says, blessed are those who are poor in spirit. Those who have nothing to offer. Because I'll tell you, theirs are the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who are happy. No, he doesn't say that. Blessed are those who are mourn. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are those who are powerful, right? Mm -mm. He says something different. Blessed are those who are meek. For they're going to inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. For they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful. For they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart. For they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers. For they will be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Guys, blessed are you. When people make fun of you, rip on you, slander you, knock you down, call you Jesus freak, and every other name in the book, blessed are you. Rejoice. Be glad when that happens. Start doing backflips, baby, because it doesn't get better than that. For great is your reward in heaven. Because I'll tell you, in the same way they persecuted the prophets of God, who are before you. You are to be different. But if you lose your distinctiveness, how can you be made different again? At that point, you're not good for anything except to be thrown out into the manure pile and trampled by men. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp, you know, turn on a lamp and then cover it up with a blanket. Because you wouldn't see and it's a fire hazard. No, no, you light a lamp, you put it on a stand, you let it light up the house. In the same way, let your light so shine that people may see that you are different and praise your Father in heaven. Now do not think that what I'm telling you here today is any different than what the law and the prophets have told you all along. I have not come to abolish the law and the prophets. I've come to fulfill them. 
I tell you the truth, until heaven and earth disappears, not the smallest letter, not the least stroke of the pen, by any means will disappear from what God has been laying out and saying until everything is accomplished. Because I'll tell you, anyone who deviates from one of the least ways in which I'm sharing with you how to be different and teaches others to do the same, that person will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But anyone who practices and teaches my different way will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. Because I'll tell you this, unless you are different from all the Pharisees and religious people out there, you will certainly not enter the kingdom of heaven. Now, you have heard that it was said to the people long ago, do not murder. And anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. But I tell you, if you are angry with your brother in your heart, you too will be subject to judgment. You've heard it said that if someone says to his brother, Raka, he's answerable to the Sanhedrin. Tell your brother, you fool, you're in danger of the fires of hell. Be different. If you're here in church today, worshiping God, and in this moment you realize that your brother has something against you, do it differently. Get up and leave. And stop worrying about what people around you will think. First, go be reconciled to your brother. Because that's what God wants. Then come and offer your gifts and praise. Settle matters quickly with your adversary who's taken you to court. Do it with him while you're still on the way. Otherwise, he may hand you over to the judge. And the judge may hand you over to the officer, and the officer may throw you into prison. I tell you the truth, you will not get out until you pay the last penny. You've heard that it was said, do not commit adultery. But I'm going to tell you something different. Anyone who looks at another woman lustfully has already committed adultery in his heart. So if your right eye causes you to sin, gouge it out. Throw it away. It is better to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off. Throw it away. It's better to lose one part of your body than your whole body to be thrown into hell. If social media causes you to sin, disconnect. It is better to live in the 19th century than to go into hell connected. If your job causes you to sin, quit. It's better to be broke than to go into the, into the gates of hell wealthy and prepared. It's been said... That if a man chooses to divorce his wife, he must give her a certificate of divorce. But I tell you something different. That anyone who divorces his wife, except for marital unfaithfulness, 
causes her to become an adulteress. And anyone who marries that woman is free as everyone else says she might be, in God's eyes commits adultery. You have heard that it was said to the people long ago, do not break your oath, but keep the oaths you've made to the Lord. But I tell you something different. Do not swear at all. By heaven above, because it's God's throne, or by the earth, because it's his footstool, or by a stack of Bibles five feet tall, because it's the living word of God to you. And don't swear by your own life. Which you hear, really, by your own will can make one hair of its own accord naturally white or black. No. Be different. If you say you're going to do it, do it. If you agree, follow through. If you say no, don't back off when it's convenient. Simply let your yes be yes and your no be no. Because I'll tell you, anything beyond that is coming from the evil one. You've heard that it was said, eye for eye, tooth for tooth. But I tell you, be different. Do not resist an evil person. If someone hits you on the right side of your face, turn to him and offer him the left side as well. If someone sues you and wants to take the shirt off your back, offer him your coat as well. If someone forces you to go one mile, go with him two miles. Give to the one who asks you. Do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. Yes, follow me. Be different. You've heard it said, love your neighbor. Hate your enemy. But I tell you, be different. Love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. Do that. And then you'll be sons of God in heaven. Which of you, by loving others, who love you, is doing anything different at all? Don't even politicians love their own? Which of you, who only greet your brothers and friends, are being any different? Don't even rapists and child molesters do that? No, be different. Be perfect. As your heavenly Father is perfect. Jesus doesn't stop there. He has more. He says this, don't let your acts of righteousness be seen by men. Don't do your acts of goodness and righteousness to be seen by men because if you do, you will have no reward in heaven. So when you give to the needy, 
do it differently. Do it different than everyone else does it, who loves to have their name plastered on the plaques, who loves to have their name broadcast in the foundations, who loves to make shows of it in churches and on the streets. I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in full. No, you do it different. When you give to the needy, don't let your right hand even know what your left hand is doing. Then your father, who sees what is done in secret, he'll reward you. And when you pray, when you pray, do not be like everyone else who loves to stand in the churches and on the streets and on the screens, making a show of it for others to see. I tell you, they've received their reward in full. When you pray, you do it differently. Go into your room, close the door behind you, and pray to your Father who is unseen. And your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, don't keep babbling on and on and on and on and on. Like so many others who think that by their many words... God will hear them or be impressed. Don't be like that. Because your heavenly father knows what you need even before you ask. Now pray different. Just say this. Father. Our father in heaven. Holy, make holy your name. Your kingdom come. Your your will be done. Your will right here on earth like it's being done in heaven. Give me today, God, what I need. Forgive me my debts that I owe against you. In the same way that I forgive people's debts against me. Lord, Keep me from temptation. Deliver me from the evil one. Because I tell you, if you forgive men their sins when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive your sins. But if you don't forgive people their sins when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will not forgive your sins either. So be different. And when you fast, don't make a show of it. Don't disfigure your face and wear an oh, woe is me so that everyone around can see like the hypocrites do who love for people to honor their actions. Don't be like them. Be different. When you fast, no. Get the hair done. Get the nails done. Get the makeup done. Put on that cute dress that makes you look fine. (laughs) Ladies, you should wear the cute dress too. (laughs) Because I tell you, you do it that way, your heavenly father who sees what is done in secret. 
He'll reward you. Do not store up for yourself treasures here on earth where markets fluctuate and currencies fail. No, store up for yourself treasures in heaven where markets do not fluctuate and the currencies of value do not fail. Because I tell you this, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. Do you know that? If the eyes are good, the whole body is full of light. But if the eyes are evil, the whole body is filled with darkness. Therefore, if the light that was within you is darkness, oh, how great is that darkness. No one can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other or, or despise the one and be devoted to the other. You cannot serve both God and money. So I tell you, do not worry. Cut it out. Don't worry about your life, what you will eat or drink or about your body, what you will wear. Doesn't everyone else do that? Be different. Why do you worry saying, what shall we eat? Look at the birds of the air. Do they sow or reap or store away, saving up in barns for a rainy day? And your heavenly Father feeds them? Are you not much more valuable to God than they? And why do you say, what shall I wear? Worrying about your, your clothes and your body. Look at the lilies of the field. Look at the flowers and the tree on a landscape on a beautiful day and how God has clothed them. I tell you that the entire fashion industry doesn't hold a mark compared to the beauty of their array and they're here today and gone tomorrow. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow's raked up and burned How much more will he take care of you, O you of little faith? So be different. Stop worrying, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? Because your heavenly Father knows you need these things. He knows it before you ask him. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things are going to be given to you as well. Do not judge. Do not judge or you too will be judged. For in the manner that you judge, you will be judged. And with the measure that you use, it will be measured against you. Can I ask you this today? Why are you so concerned about the speck of dust in your brother's eye when you've got a two-by-four hanging out of your own? How can you go to your brother and say, come here, brother, let me help you get that bit of sawdust out of there while you've got a plank sticking out of your eye? Hypocrites. First remove the two-by-four from your own eye, and then you'll be able to see clearly. To help your brother remove the speck from his eye as well. Do not 
give dogs what is sacred. Do not cast your pearls to pigs. Now it'll be different. Because if you do, they may trample them under feet. And if that ain't enough, then they'll turn and tear you to pieces. So ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you'll find. Knock, and the door will be opened. Because to everyone who asks, they, they will receive. To him who seeks, he will find. And to him who knocks, the door will be opened. Let me ask you today, which of you here, if your kid came to you and asked you for something to eat, would give him a stone? If he asked for a treat, you'd give him a snake. If you then, though you are corrupt and fallen and messed up, and can we just use the word evil, know how to give good gifts to your kids, doesn't it stand to reason that your Father in heaven so much more will delight in giving good gifts to you? So do to others what you would have them do unto you. For this sums up everything the law and the prophets have been talking about. This is what it means to be different. 